Welcome to Shelf Logic, the official podcast for the Maricopa County Library District. Hello, everybody. This is Jen. And this is Jennifer. And today we are going to be discussing some uh, books that are all revolving around women finding their own strength. So what's the first book that you read, Jennifer? The first one I read was Upright Women Wanted by Sarah Gailey. I found this book when I was shelving and when I read the cover, it's an alternative future featuring queer anti-fascist librarians leading the resistance on horseback and it's a pulp Western. So I just had, had to check it out. It's like the perfect escape. It's only 176 pages, so you can read it in just like one night. Mm-hmm. I, so I, when I read that you were wanting to talk about this book, I also read the description and then I immediately went and I grabbed it off the shelf yeah. and I checked it out also. It's just, it's great. So it takes place in the near future. Oh no. <laughs> in Right here in Arizona. Okay. Um, the United States no longer exists, apparently. Naturally. And the Southwest has become the Wild West again. So um, the main character, Esther, has just witnessed the public hanging uh. of her clandestine lover, Beatrice, for deviance and the possession of unapproved materials. And now her father has arranged for her to become the wife of the man that Beatrice was supposed to marry. And Esther has no choice, she can't refuse. But the librarians are in town and the librarians travel in horse-drawn wagons and distribute the approved reading materials, which is like propaganda, Mm -hmm. from town to town like an old-fashioned bookmobile. And to, in order to escape, this dreaded loveless marriage on the confines of her small town and her controlling father, Esther stows away in one of their wagons. So it's an excellent story about how Esther discovers that these librarians are not what she, well, I think she kind of must have known that it was an escape, Mm -hmm. but the, the librarians are up to more than she thought. Yeah. So. I was reading one of like some one of the summaries, and it mentioned that it's kind of like, not like nun like, but it's kind of like they treat the position with like, I don't know, almost like I don't know, a reverence or like it's like very important, right? Right, because they're spreading the propaganda of so they are able to um, get a, but they're librarians, so (laughs) you know they're not gonna they're gonna want to distribute all ideas from all Mm -hmm. points of view. Um, not just propaganda. Yeah. So they're um, not only do they have materials that might not necessarily be um, the you know the state line, mm-hmm. but they're also actually transporting um, other cargo. And they're going to Utah, which I, <laughs> which is where the resistance is based. Oh. And uh, but they're also um, transporting um, humans that are trying oh. to escape from Arizona, where the controlling sheriffs and you know it's, yeah. it's a western so there's sheriffs there's bad guys there's shootouts yeah there's horses i'm excited i have never read a western have you I, no i'm not that's not I my know. genre at all i know so this maybe this is a whole new world <laughs> it is it's 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 future dystopian western all kinds of things yeah yeah that sounds so neat i'm very excited to read it yeah it's a oh good my one. goodness yeah and it's not it's so i have it in my hands right now 
it's really not too long. Like it's not overwhelming at all. No, just a night or two you mm -hmm. can read it. Yeah. But yeah, that's really neat. Thank you so much Yay. for sharing that book with me and with all of us. Oh, you're welcome. It's a great find. Um, what is the next title that you love? So the next one I also just read, and it was one that I have seen the title, and like I've walked by it on the new, new books um, shelves for a while, but it's actually not there now. It's the Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows, and by Bali Kaur Jaswal. And I just love the title and was wondering what in the world can this be about? So this book really deals, just like the other one, with women finding their community, their people, their inner strength and voice. Um, it takes place in the present day in South Hall, London, um, which is in London is called Little India. Okay. Um, it's home to London's largest Sikh community. And the main character, Nikki, is a second generation Indian immigrant the daughter of two very successful Sikh parents, and she's what is, quote, a modern girl. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she wears Western clothing. She disappointed her parents by dropping out of law school. She lives a, moving out of their home. She works at a pub. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> her sister, Mindy, is slightly more traditional, mm -hmm. and her sister decides she wants to, um, she stayed home with her widowed mother, and she wants to um, have an arranged traditional Punjabi marriage. Okay. So she convinces Nikki to put an advertisement on the temple bulletin board for her. And when Nikki's there, she sees an ad for an employment um, opportunity, which is a creative writing instructor oh. at like the community center. And she's intrigued and she also thinks it might make her mom feel better than yeah. being working at a pub. So she can tell her mom, I have a real job, mom. And so she applies. She's probably the only one that applied because she gets the job. And it turns out to be very different from what she expected, that it's not creative writing. These women actually are illiterate. They can't write at oh. all. And it's mostly... I did not realize that because yeah. I was reading the summary of it and I did not realize... That's really interesting. That's, that's so important, too. Yeah, well, but it's kind of funny because the, the class is made up of widows, but they're really invisible to their community. They, oh. In their community, they can never remarry once they're widows. Yeah. And they kind of have, a, in some ways, they're invisible, but it gives them a little bit of freedom uh -huh. as well because nobody's paying much attention to them. But um, a lot of them are having a hard time because they can't read and write. They have yeah. to find somebody to help them. Um, but it turns out they aren't all that interested in learning to read and write. Most of them, they're quite young in their 40s, maybe 40s and 50s. There's a few older ones. But um, what they uh, want to do is tell stories. They want oh. to, um, it turns out, Nikki accidentally brings, um, she buys a little thing of erotic stories as a joke for one of her other friends, uh -huh. her English friends, and they find it. And then they start telling these erotic stories. So oh just a disclaimer, goodness. there are erotic stories in this book. It's for adult readers. Yes, it's for adult readers. But that's not really the focus of the right. story. And they're actually kind of humorous in mm -hmm. some ways. But there may be a little bit of racy things. But these women really find their voices They um, and find each other. Um, Nikki also finds her tribe. It's a light read, but there's mystery to it. Um, lots of humor, some romance and lots of charming, well-developed characters. That's it's really a lot wonderful. of fun. And if you're not Punjabi, you'll learn a little bit more about this rich culture and their life as immigrants in London, which yeah. is the largest Sikh community. 
Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's that's really neat. So very fun. I do have one question. Um, You said her mom is a widow, right? Yes. Is she in the writing group also? No. So her mom's not in it and her mom doesn't realize what's happening. So she thinks she has this, you know, very, and there's also another, the woman that is the head of the community center, she doesn't know what's happening either. Uh So she thinks that this writing class is going on. She knew it was going to be illiterate women. Uh So she kind of like made it sound like a creative writing class to get Nikki to come work there. It was it was all a setup. Yeah, but she oh. knew these women couldn't read and write. Wow. But she thinks they are actually learning. So the woman that's the head what? of the community center thinks these women are learning to read and write. She has no idea what's yeah. happening. It's sharing and stories. Yeah, they're sharing stories and um, really starting to um, expose some of the issues in this closed community where there's this group of men that go around and they're um, called the brothers and they're trying to enforce um, sort of a traditional um, demeanor among women. They want women to be traditional, to not read and write necessarily, not have freedoms, you know. So they're trying to, these, these men really have no role in society. They're just um, going around and creating Mm -hmm. violence and so that's where this mystery comes in it also turns out that one of the widows that ends up leaving the group right at the beginning is um she's actually getting rich by blackmailing other members of the community (gasps) including this this head of the community center this woman who's very respectable so she so that's the mystery part. There's, you know, some tense scenes where they uncover a murder that goes back 20 years. And it's just a great, it's really a fun read, very light. And like I said, the erotic stories are kind of humorous, but they are, they are racy. Yeah. <laughs> Be aware. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's wonderful. Yeah. I think I want to check that one out as well. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely recommend. Yeah. So um, which book did you read? I read Eat Up by Ruby Tando. Have you watched the Great British Baking Show? Oh, yeah, yeah. Do you know, that. and I don't remember what season she's in. I should know. She is in a season. Okay. Um, she, I'm trying to think. One of the seasons with the original hosts, but she was wonderful. I wanted her to win. She did not win, <laughs> but she is a food writer. Um, and she wrote this book called Eat Up, and I brought it here to you in case you, Jennifer, want to check it yes, out. Yes, I will. <laughs> um, it's basically, I don't know, it's, so the, the book describes itself as kind of like a manifesto for like falling back in love with food again, because for so, for so many people, like men and women, you know, and everyone, we have really strange relationships with food, like, and what society expects us to like be able to eat, but particularly on women and what, you know, we're expected to eat. This is the quote from the back of the book, because food really matters. From breast milk to prison meals, KFC to mum's roast chicken, what we eat is a part of who we are. Offering practical advice, recipes, and heart-filling pep talks, Eat Up is a radical manifesto that will make you laugh, think, and fall back in love with food. Oh, nice. I feel like I can definitely relate to that for like so many times in my life. I'm like, oh, should I eat this? Should I not eat this? Mm -hmm. But it's really society has like literally like leached into all of our brains and like said like this is what you should be eating or this is what you should be wanting to eat. 
people's like even just like your individual appetite like you're taught to police that mm -hmm. and kind of like getting rid of all of that is very freeing and you get to kind of experience food like the way she describes certain recipes and there's recipes in here too because yeah. when you think about eating a food you think oh this tastes good or bad or whatever but it's basically like even using all your senses again, like being like really in the moment and making it, letting it make you feel good. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And then kind of also she talks about different communities and she does talk about prisons and how like for many people who are in prison, like the inability to like make your own food, like it's such an integral part of like satiation and you know what I mean? It's like kind of stripping people of a right of an aspect of living. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting, but it's especially, I feel like important as women, basically just, it's a continual process, like meal by meal of like shrugging off these like expectations of the world of like what we get to eat. It's cause it's very personal, but it's also something that we can come together as a community. It's just food is wonderful and it makes you really excited about meals. Oh, wow. <laughs> but yeah. Sounds really, definitely we'll check that out. All right, that kind of leads us right into the third book that I read, which was Untamed by Glennon Doyle. This is one you probably have to put a hold on Oh, yeah. Because um, <laughs> it's really, really popular. But it is amazing. And it also talks about food. But her whole focus is on freeing yourself from society's mm -hmm. kind of cages that, you know, society has put us into. She talks, she had um, Glennon Doyle, who's, um, it's a memoir slash self-help. Mm -hmm. But she's kind of like, it, she, she talks to you like she's your, like, sister or your friend yeah. or she's confessing to you but it's going to help you so it's not very it's not like a psychologist mm -hmm. just telling you how to live it's like this is what worked for me and she had an eating disorder when she was young she talks about how up until the age of 10 she was really free and starting at around age 10 she thinks both boys and girls start to feel a lot of pressure to fit into society's roles. Yeah. And so she talks a little bit about food and as, you know, escaping that eating disorder life. Mm -hmm. And then she also became um, an addict, um, again, trying to probably self-medicate or, yeah. you know, to um, live into society. And how we need to uh, listen to ourselves and what's inside of our ourselves and then um, she talks about meditation as a way to get to know what's inside of yourself she talks about all kinds of religious things that aren't but not overtly religion in any one type of religion mm -hmm. but how she's come to term with some of the um, constraints that religion put on her and is now a very spiritual person and it's just a great great book it was easy to read, got through it in just a couple days. It's kind of broken up into little just chats that you might have with your friend. So it's a great one for American women um, because she's an American woman and how you can find, again, she finds her people. Yeah. It's finding that in each case, you know, I felt like in Upright Women Wanted that you know, Esther finds her librarians, the people that mm -hmm. she was meant to be with as well as gay women that she were strong and she realized there were other people like her out there. Yeah. And then in the Punjabi, the exotic stories for Punjabi widows, the widows find each other. They, um, Nikki particularly finds, you know, that there are women 
that she's always kind of thought of the Punjabi women as, you know, her mother and her aunts. And, but these women are just like her. And then, in, you know, in, in Untamed, Glennon finds her people and her partner and who yeah. she's meant to be with. It's just wonderful. That is wonderful. I really, really want to read that book, too. I feel like all, all, all three of these books I want to read. I was reading an interview with Glennon Doyle. She was talking about, and you said this, that children as young as 10 are kind of like absorbing that immediately right. from society. And maybe this is in the book. Did she talk about this? Where she like came into the room and her son and his friends were over and then her daughter and like, or her two daughters or yes. <laughs> there was, there's was boys and girls in a room. And so she comes into the room and she says, Hey, is everybody, is anybody hungry? And all, they're all watching TV. Right. And so the, the boys don't even look from the TV and they're all like, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. We're all hungry. And then she like looks to the girls and the girls like didn't answer. And they like looked at each other and they were like having to come to a consensus and like, they're already looking to like externalize, like yeah. whether or not something as basic as are they hungry or not is okay. Yes, oh. they don't even know how to listen to their own voices to tell whether they're hungry. I know, that made me like cry. <laughs> and then she talked about boys too are put, you know, that they can't, sometimes we don't let them acknowledge their emotions, that we don't teach them how to um, identify their emotions, they're mm -hmm. taught to suppress them. So it's a good book for parents to read that are raising both boys and girls so that they can help especially as they go into adolescence and after age 10, that they can learn to trust themselves. Mm -hmm. She talks a lot about um, teaching her daughter that I'm going to teach you, you know, the, the, you have to disappoint me because you have to listen to yourself. You're not, Aww. you shouldn't, you, you know, the greatest thing you can do is to disappoint me. Yeah. But don't ever disappoint yourself. So, that is such a good thought. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So and, she, you know, just women are just taught that it is, for instance, you know, as moms, we're taught we should sacrifice. We mm -hmm. should, you know, squash our our sort of our desires, our self, our our dreams and just keep plodding along to do what's best for our children. But is that really what's best for our children to see us doing that? Or are they mm -hmm. just going to emulate us? You don't want them to. Yeah. yeah. And then they're going to squash their dreams and they're, you know, they should see us going after what our authentic selves and, yeah. and see ourselves, you know, and going after our, what is important to us. I mean, that doesn't mean we should ignore them. We should include them with us to see us, them, for them to see us satisfying what we need is really important. Yeah. As women. That's so good. Yeah. I love it. Well, you sold me. I will read all three of these books. Yes. And then you can read this one yes, book. Yes, <laughs> I'm very excited because I love food. These are all available in our library, uh, correct? I believe all, all the physical editions are here in the library as well. I know that some of them are available as eBooks. Yes, and e-audio. Um, I know that several of them are also available. A couple of them are available on Hoopla, too. Mm, and that'll be good. So those are always available. Um, Upright Women Wanted is on Hoopla and RB Digital. And Erotic Stories for Punjabi Widows is also available as an e-audio book on Hoopla and also on Overdrive. And Eat Up is available in book form. And I know this because it used to not be in our library. I thought it was so wonderful and so great that I requested it be added. 
and everybody, it hasn't circulated that much, so please check it out. <laughs> Yay, um, I'll check it out. But yeah, but it just it came right in right before the libraries were kind of going closed from COVID. So I'll give it, you know, <laughs> a little while to catch up. Yeah. All right. Well, that about wraps our podcast episode up. Thank you so much uh, for listening to us today. Again, this is Jen and Jennifer from Southeast Regional Library, and we hope you have a wonderful day. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Shelf Logic. Make sure to hit subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Follow us on social media where we are at MCLDAZ. 